In this episode of Video Marketing Legend, we're going to do a deep dive into Wistia channels. Don't know what Wistia channels is? Well, Phil Nottingham from Wistia is going to tell us all about this Netflix-like interface that you can have on your website. Hi, I'm Chris Schwager, and welcome to Video Marketing Legend. I believe one of the most valuable mediums in business is video. Videos that lead your audience and inspire them. Your journey to be a more purposeful and connected video marketing legend starts now. While we're talking about brand and improving the quality of the user experience and the type of everlasting, evergreen content, we're going to talk now about Wister Channels because I have about this much knowledge, but I've got a feeling I'm going to learn a lot from this and I'll probably set the stage here, but we've been podcasting for 10 months, I believe, 10, 11 months now on the back of uh, LinkedIn giving us permission to test their beta platform. So what you're hearing now is originating from LinkedIn Live and and YouTube and syndicated out and Buzzsprout made it very interesting, which is a syndication platform that helps the audio component get it to platforms like uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google, podcasts, etc. And, you know, for 10 or 11 months now, that's how we've been getting this audio to you. Now, I've come up and heard about Wistia Channels, which is this beautiful, what sounds like a hybrid platform that uh, will give us some deeper level of analytics as well as plug into all of those platforms as well. So I'm excited to hear what Phil has as a way of introducing Wistia Channels to us. How, why does it exist? What is in it for people? Give us everything, everything you've got, Phil. I think one of the core problems with video and social media and and essentially how how companies can deliver longer form content so you know podcasts long videos like this interviews um more composed tv type stuff movies whatever is the social media platforms are all just ad written right so your experience is how interrupted by ads all the time from a brand marketing perspective every there's distractions everywhere people are clicking off they don't have like a full experience and as a consequence they end up not consuming as much content so you need a platform that allows consumers to essentially binge watch and really consume your content and do so in a way that allows you to capture all the value and understand what's going on rather than just sort of outsource that to social media platforms where you need to pay every time you want to access your own audience so instead of building a house and rented land actually going and building a proper yeah, audience that you control and know and that's really what Wistia Channels is about so you know it allows you to yes um, syndicate everything to all the other platforms that you'd want to so YouTube, Facebook, yeah, Acast, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google, whatever, everything like that. If you want to like send all that to these audio and, and video platforms, but also have that core experience on your website that you can drive traffic to from those platforms. So it's about getting more value for your content um, and creating that experience for consumers that is not ad ridden, that is not um, full of kind of interruptions, and actually allows them to immerse themselves and spend time in an environment that you control. And the way Wistia Channels works, unlike kind of 
other platforms is it's just purely embeddable. So rather than having to build a whole new website, you just grab a snippet of code from our website, paste it on a page on yours, and everything's done for you. So it's very, very easy to maintain. It's very easy to update, and it works um, well with search engines and is allows you to kind of get everything indexed and drive traffic back to your website as well. So it you know, allows you to get more value from the content that you're creating and allows the audience to have a better experience consuming it. Uh, you know, I've heard so many platforms over the years kind of like, oh, I'm trying to think back to the webinar platforms and stuff, and everything's so easy, so easy. Oh, my God. It's like, hey, we're just going click of a button, tick, 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 and it's done. And, you know, and a lot of the times I've looked into these, you know, kind of made a start, and then it's so much customization and, like, the hours of, like, coming up with stuff to kind of make it all fit and work, and then you've got to implement it, and then, then all the, mm-hmm. the cycles of, of lead capture emails and all the stuff that goes as a result of promoting it and all that type of stuff uh, is it simpler than all of that have you guys like engineered this is this the new thing for wistia yeah absolutely i mean go go and try it out yeah you can get a channel you know up and running on your website in less than five minutes it's really really quick and easy it's just a case of you know what you see what you get kind of editor change the the styling and the structure and then you press the button you have one line of code embed it done so it's really really easy what about searchability? The, this is a feature that kind of I, I worked on quite heavily, which is the integration with um, with SEO. So the way it works is the page itself dynamically creates new pages using um, URL parameters that are built using asynchronous JavaScript, and this ha- is indexable. So Google it will they'll crawl the page and then they will basically discover all these other pages that are dan- dynamically created, and these then get in- indexed and are functional in Google search. So uh, with captions and everything else that you need to make sure that you're ranking for the appropriate keywords. So it's uh, it's all optimized out of the box in a in quite a fluid and effective way, and we are you know keeping tabs on that to make sure it works for the foreseeable future. So does it tell you uh, on this page you're missing like, you know, 300 words? Like, is it kind of like that or is it, you know, like no. do, you, do you still need to worry about all that these days? With, no. Because I'm not an SEO expert. but Right, right. No, you don't. So we, the captions are automated, so the, it will have the captions on it and the video will th- therefore – as long as you're including everything on your um, project as you upload it, so you have a title, you include a description, you content on the video itself, everything else will be handled, and therefore it's going to be optimized um, you know, as effectively as can be for, for video on the web. So it's not like a prompt telling you to do more. It just does it all for you. I reckon Brennan's going to have some questions, and he's been very patient in the background for the last half an hour, so I'm not going to keep him in the dark much longer. Brennan, if you've got a question, I'm going to uh, cut to you in a sec. But before we do, who's using it? What, what type of companies? We've seen a lot of like you know a lot of software companies similar to us uh, using it to to create and distribute things. Yeah, many many different kinds of a lot of e-commerce companies are using it to kind of share product videos as well, and then some companies, perhaps more agencies and and that kind of business are are tending to use it to create and share the longer form content that they're creating, kind of like we're doing right now. Yeah, so a real mixture of use cases. Would it be replacing the blog? Would it be? Is it the new learning center? Yes, I think it can be used as the new learning center. If you have a bunch of like training or um, yeah, how-to videos, then it's a great way to kind of provide that more immersive, bingeable experience than just a, a YouTube channel. Um, yes, it could also be a good place to kind of distribute vlog content. So if you think about like media companies like Financial Times, New York Times, they often have like a video section on their website that has all their updates. So it's basically like allows you to do that very, very quickly um, without having to build something custom. Does that replace the blog? No. Um, is it a new media type that companies are going to invest in as a kind of core of their content marketing? Yes, I think it is. 
I've put him on the spot. Let's see how he goes. <laughs> That's my little Brennan, interesting. Very exciting. <laughs> Over to you, Brennan. Give me a break. All right. Thank you, Phil. Um, so a question in from the audience from uh, Cassie McInnes. Uh, she's asking, if consistency builds trust, how do you handle it when you realise that all those consistent messages may not be the best ones? And you've got to change the messages, haven't you? <laughs> if the consistency is telling you that that message is uh, is not the right one, then you've got to go back. I believe in positioning quite heavily, and I think you need to work out what those messages are. And that's a very difficult but very important part of product marketing and, and the wider process of, of understanding your brand. And that's something that you don't just come up with in a room and think is done forever. It requires constant refinement and adjustment and reconsideration. So, um, yep, you've got to go back to the drawing board and come up with new ones. We map uh, different types of video to a buyer's journey. What's the best strategy you'd recommend for a particularly a B2B business you know, looking to grow? I am quite uh, increasingly um, negative on the buyer's journey. So I, I think this is a, a structure that we came up with um, to explain the concept that was questionably accurate at the time and is increasingly not accurate at all. So I think if you actually speak to many customers, you'll find none of them, their journey to discovering you resembled any sort of meaningful bias journeys you might like to, to structure it. So I think instead of thinking about trying to like get people down a funnel where you get them through steps, it's much more about sort of trying to say, well, how do we expand the way in which people are talking about us. So I always go, let's pick an audience and let's really focus on the message that's going to be beneficial from them from a wider perspective of of reach and word of mouth. So how do we really communicate the thing that people are then going to start to talk to their audience about and build up knowledge of who we are, what our values are as a brand, what our product does. And if you can get that messaging and that narrative right, everything else will kind of solve itself. Now you can't measure it in terms of the way in which people have you know discovered you because the nature of regulation and cookie law and all these other things mean that's impossible now and that idea of full funnel measurement is dead so you have to think a bit more traditionally in terms of like effective brand marketing that tends to be the more meaningful way of dealing with like messages for certain audiences so work out what the problems and pain points and and real points of care are for different communities and speak to that and that tends to be a much more effective approach than um the buyer's journey and, th and that's true for b2b and b2c that's very true actually and it kind of validates the whole you know, underlying purpose behind Wistia channels, doesn't it? It's giving people a place to to go and, and engage and interact and, you know, get get a deeper understanding of, you know, all those points of differentiation of the business and then um, you know, obviously build trust and credibility over that time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Wistia channels is, is a brand marketing piece of marketing technology and our view is that brand marketing is going to change and, and it's going to be less about just hammering ads and far more about telling your story uh, in an environment that you control. So that's what it's all about. So many businesses, particularly in Australia, they're still stuck using stock imagery for their homepage. How are they benefiting from putting their own people in front of the camera and, and getting them out in front of the audience and starting to tell stories that way? If you're not telling a consistent story about who you are that is true, you're not going to get customers. <laughs> it's so clear now that the way in which you get business is by transparency and the openness and you need to be clear about who you are what you stand for and you do that by opening up who you are to the world and that means real pictures of people you know the business has always been built through human interactions and relationships and by having real 
faces of people on websites and through video and through imagery, you reduce the barriers that technology has created that, you know, make that distinction between real human relationships. So the more you can sell who you are as a brand through unique imagery, and the more you can sell who you are as a, as a community, as a company, the more you're going to build trust, the more you're going to attract uh, and differentiate yourself from everybody else. And one final question, Phil, is um, I think there's a lot of talk around, um, you know, binge-worthy content at the moment. Where do people start to create binge-worthy content? I mean, people are struggling with just one video, let alone a, a potential series of videos. Yeah, sure. I mean, I would say there's kind of two approaches. One, like start small. You don't have to go out the gate and start building uh, the next Band of Brothers or something. You can just go and create something that is learning the ropes and getting better at the process. So just start doing a, a show like this, a quick interview show or a podcast, or just get out there and start creating things. That process will allow you to refine and understand what you can talk about better and what, what kind of stuff you can create that's more meaningful. So start small and don't worry about trying to get it right first time. It's going to take you know, a year or so to get there for most businesses, but that's okay. The other thing is like the key that makes something good is not about production values. It's not about um, polish. It's about the core strategy. So what you need to do is to work out um, like what your unique perspective is that you can bring to the world and what you can do that other people can't. And that is all about like finding your nerds. Who in your business is the, the person that has real unique domain expertise that is very exciting, interesting for other people and, you know, find a way to get them on camera and get them having those conversations and, and telling the stories that really matter to your customers. So don't come up with one idea and then try and execute it to oblivion. Come up with 50 different ideas, try them all out and see what really works. Beautiful. That's some absolute gold there. Thank you very much, Phil. Back to you, Mr. Schroger. It's been interesting. Start small, test and measure. Think with an abundance mindset. Be vulnerable. Such a refreshing way to approach your market because people still buy from people. Video is going to be a huge way, an exciting way for you to start investing in incremental slots of time, of effort, of resourcing to be able to build out your channel, to build out your engine that will live on in perpetuity for years to come. Phil, thank you so much. I just do have one more question before we wrap up. You are the guru, the wistier guru behind video strategy, what are the predictions? It's been a massive 2020. Uh, it's rocked everybody. What is the predictions for the future? There's going to be the increased video consumption is going to hold. I think every business is going to build direct-to-consumer functionality. So it doesn't matter what kind of business you are. You need people just to be able to come and come up and directly buy from you without kind of going through all the, the other processes. You know, we even see like companies like Kellogg's are now doing direct to consumer. Now they, you know, just always sold to stores and sold in store. And now they're going, okay, well, that's a bit precarious. We need a way that people can buy from us directly if they want to. So you need to start thinking about, you know, email list, CRM and building that audience that you own and control as well, rather than just relying on third parties. Um, I think that, uh, that there's going to be a real, um, lack of delineation between companies that sell content. I think a lot of companies that have, you know, historically been selling product are also going to start creating content that maybe they, they gate and sell as well. And that'll be an interesting kind of blend of what it means to be marketing versus product. I think virtually events or a new media format that's probably going to hold you know, 
adapted in an interesting way. It's not going to replace new events, um, in-person events, but I think new um, virtual events will be still a thing that will take off. And uh, yeah, a more direct, simple one. I think every blog post will have embedded audio at the top so people can listen to it if they want rather than just reading it. So to your point at the start, I think that I don't believe that text is not the way to go. Great long-form text is still excellent, but make sure that people are able to consume it more easily. So an embedded audio um, player is a great way to do that. And I think a lot of businesses are going to go down that route as well. So there's a few for you. Mate, and I love every single suggestion and I'm sure the audience will absolutely lap it up. If you're looking for an interesting podcast to return to around virtual events, please make sure you check out episode 26 from Genesis, from Sean Jenkins from Genesis, who talks firsthand about her experience with virtual events in 2020 and some of the trials and tribulations they went through to create their first event and what that will look like in the future. Well, Phil, I know you are, have a busy a day ahead of you. So thank you so much for your insights today and for joining us. You are an absolute video legend. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Brendan. Take care. And to learn more about Phil Nottingham, connect with Phil on LinkedIn using the link in the show notes. Be sure to check out the amazing and I will say amazing services they have at wistia.com. Video Marketing Legend is available on your favorite podcast. Please take the time to rate and review the show and share your thoughts. It would mean the absolute world to me. Thank you to the team for making this show possible. In particular, Claudine Jacinto, show coordinator Kevin Santos, and my co-host Brendan Southall. And of course, to you, Thank you for taking the time to get educated and I look forward to seeing you next time on Video Marketing Legend. Thank you so much again for watching. If you're a decision maker or marketer of a small to medium-sized business with little to no knowledge of video and would like your questions answered by video conference, not a webinar, then join me at the next video marketing workshop. It would mean the world to have you register. Go to ridgefilms.com.au forward slash events. And I look forward to seeing you. Thanks for watching.